Welcome to the Community Hope Podcast. We exist to share hope with more people in more places. For more information on this podcast or our church, please visit communityhope.org. Now stay tuned for our Sermon of the Week. But we are continuing on in our series in, uh, in what we're calling the ghost, talking about the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like I, how many of you were here with this last week? All right, awesome. Most of you, very cool. If you weren't able to, uh, to hear the sermon, I want to challenge you to go online. There's several different opportunities, ways that you can uh, listen to that message. But I want to just give you just a, a quick recap of, of what we talked about. Because it's important when we're talking about um, the Holy Spirit to make sure we know what we're talking about and what we're not talking about. Because for me growing up, when I heard the Holy Ghost, this was the picture I got. And it was kind of creepy, okay? And so uh, we want to get an accurate representation of who the Holy Spirit is. He's not an it, he's the, he's the person of the Holy Spirit, and we talked about how that we, we believe in the concept of the Trinity, and that's represented here in John chapter 14. I, being Jesus, God the Son, will ask the Father, God the Father, and he will send you the Holy Spirit. So here we have this really, a concept that's hard for us to wrap our brain around. We don't worship three gods, we worship one God. And there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But it, there can be the most mystery around who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in our lives. John says that the world cannot receive him because they aren't looking for him and they don't recognize him. We don't want to be in this category. We want to receive the Holy Spirit because we want to be looking for him and we want to recognize him. And Jesus goes on in John chapter 14 to say that there's actually distinctions. He says, he'll be with you now, but later he will be in you. And this was a verse we kind of breezed past last week, and we're going to spend more time in this verse today. But we said that there's different ways that the Holy Spirit wants to interact with our lives. Number one, he wants to comfort us. Say comfort. He also wants to counsel us. Say counsel. And he also wants to convict us. But we said that there's different types of conviction. When you're not a believer, he convicts you of sin. But when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, he actually convicts you of your righteousness. And that's an awesome thing that we, we need and we want in our lives. And we talked about how that there's two different ways that we can interact with this. We can either continue to ignore the Holy Spirit or we can actually invite him into our lives. And so how do we do that? What does that look like? And so today as we, we continue on in our series, we're going to hang out here in verse uh, John chapter 14, verse 17. But before we do that, my staff says they always get nervous because there's a certain posture I take when I'm about to say something controversial. Does it look like I'm about to say something controversial? Yes. So my staff is already nervous. It's great. No, I'm not going to say anything controversial, but I am going to get r- real with you. Because I, I just want to give you a little view into my life. So this morning... I, it, was, it was time to get up and get ready for church. Well, um, if you follow my Facebook at all, you know yesterday I was doing lots of wild and crazy things. I actually competed in a strongman competition yesterday, lifting lots of heavy, odd, odd objects. And I feel like I got hit by a truck in the back yesterday, today. Okay, and so I was, <laughs> I was, let's say dad was a little grumpy this morning, okay? Dad did not want to get out of bed. And the way it works in our house is, guess who was one of the first people to get up? Judah, yes. And my wife feels like it's her calling in life to come put him in bed with me. And Judah feels like it's his calling in life to do somersaults all over daddy's face when he's tired. 
okay? And so that's how I start off just about every day is my son literally doing somersaults all over my face saying, Daddy, wake up. It's time to move. Let's go. You know, I got toys to play with. It's time to go. And so that's, that's the way this morning started like any other. And then the rest of the morning looks like what a lot of our house looks like, okay? Um, a lot of weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth about outfits not matching and hair not looking right and someone who stole my clothes. And, and uh, you know, that's just what my house looks like, even on Sunday mornings, believe it or not. I know, we're supposed to be holy. We're supposed to be off on our way to church. I know. So my, my wife and my two daughters and Judah, they were off to church, and so then it's my job to get the oldest up and try to get him ready for church. Sometimes I wish I would just have Judah jumping on my head, okay? Like that, that's a difficult assignment as well. And so finally, it's like we're, the oldest is not getting up, he's not moving, and it's like I'm getting, I'm, I'm frustrated, and my wife's calling, she's like, where are you at? And so I get, go out to get in the other car and get ready to leave, guess who took the keys? Uh, she will remain nameless. I won't tell you who she did that. Um, now I'm here at home. And it's time to be at church, and I don't have keys to the car. Okay? And so my, my wife comes in and gets me, and we get to church, and things are running late. And so I'm sitting here in this moment looking at my computer screen, realizing what I'm about to get up and preach to you. Okay, I'm going to get up here and give you this fiery message about how the Holy Spirit can use you to do signs and wonders and miracles, and you can pray for them, and I just want to get out of my house and get to church. And I'll just be honest with you. I'm sitting here in this moment looking at this going, do I even believe this? Can you believe your pastor has moments like that? Like, here I am supposed to walk on water, and I can't even make it to church. What do we do with those moments? When we read the scriptures, and it seems like it's living on another planet. Like, it feels like this feels so impossible. Like, how do I do that? I mean, the the disciples, they healed people, and and Jesus rose the dead, and Jesus says, even greater things than these shall you do. And you're going, really? This is, this is challenging. Well, obviously, I'm standing in front of the stage today, so I obviously made it past all that. I'm going to talk to you more about that here in a little bit. But what do we do in those moments? What do we do with that tension when we read the Scriptures, and it's describing a life that feels like it's on another universe from where we reside? Do we just discredit it and go, well, obviously, that's just for holy people, and I'll never get there? Or do we ask ourselves hard, harder questions? Maybe, just maybe... Because what it's done in me this morning is make me how aware of how even more desperately I need this in my life. How desperately I need the Holy Spirit in my, in my life. Because without him, I'm just as weak and, and fragile as you are. I need him in my life. And, and Jesus is telling the disciples that there's different levels of interacting with him. He said he's with you now, but later we'll be in you. Today we want to talk about what in the world does that look like? So today we're, we're talking about this first level of the Holy Spirit being with you. And now this was an illustration that God gave me years ago when I worked with middle school students. Because here's what I found out to be true. If you can preach to middle school students, you can preach to anybody. Obviously those who are not an amen and don't, have never met a middle schooler, that's okay. But the Holy Spirit is with every single human being on the planet. Okay, So the water is going to represent the Holy Spirit. The sponge is going to represent us. And God's word says the Holy Spirit is with Every single human being on the planet. I'll show you the verse where it talks about that. 
in John chapter 16, verse 8. And when he comes, being the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin. Everyone say the world. Does the world include you? The world would be everybody, wouldn't it? Everybody. The Holy Spirit is with every single human being on the planet doing something, convicting them of sin. You realize that every single human being on this planet has a sense of right and wrong? We do. Everybody knows it's wrong to torture babies for fun. And we don't even have a moral debate about that. We just know. We just know intuitively. We know innately what right and wrong is. That's the Holy Spirit. Every single person has this innate sense of right and wrong. That's the Holy Spirit letting them know there is sin, you're a sinner, and you need relationship with God. You need a Savior. Okay, so that's that first level. The Holy Spirit is with every single person trying to guide them into relationship. But here, at this level, at the most basic level, you have a choice. You have a choice on how you're going to interact with the Holy Spirit. You can choose to ignore him at this level. Thousands and thousands and thousands, millions of people do. They have the Holy Spirit reminding them of right and wrong, reminding them that they need a Savior, and we can just go plug our ears and go, la, 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 not listening. And I know you've, like, like me, have watched the news, seen the news, heard the news, some terrible, evil things that people do, and you ask yourself, how? Because they have ignored that Holy Spirit's voice for so long, it's almost like they don't even hear him anymore. But the Holy Spirit is still there. He's with every single person. So I say that today for a reason. If you have a loved one in your life, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's, it's a friend, it's a coworker, someone in your life who you feel like I don't even know if they could ever. No, it's not too late. The Holy Spirit is still there with every human being trying to draw them into relationship, and they have a choice. Will they continue to ignore him, or will they invite him in? Even at this most basic level, you have a choice. So we have the Holy Spirit with us, but the next level is actually having the Holy Spirit in you. Jesus said he'll be with you now, but later he'll be in you. Listen to this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 15. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. So when you are at this level and you recognize your need for a Savior and you say, yes, I declare that Jesus is the Son of God. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. God's Word says that this Holy Spirit then comes, and then he comes and lives on the inside of you. This is the transition that takes place. You go from being the Holy Spirit being with you, but now to the Holy Spirit being with you or being in you. And as I said, he's there to comfort, he's there to counsel, he's there to convict. But when you go to this level, it's a whole other level of relationship. When you invite him in, it's a whole other level of, of relationship. My bride and I have a totally different relationship than I did than when she was my fiance. We went to another level of relationship. When we put a ring on each other's finger and said, we're going to live together, we're going to commit our lives to each other, we have much more intimacy and closeness now than when we did before we got married, and this is the transition when you invite, you actually, there's something about that. With, with kids, we're, you know, we're asking Jesus into our heart, and people say, well, there's, there's no place that's in the Bible. But here it is. He goes from being with you to now being in you. And so when we make this transition, that voice of the Holy Spirit becomes even louder than what it was before. We become even more sensitive to what he's telling us, his comfort, his counsel, and his conviction. So he goes from being with us to being 
in us. But today I want to talk to you that I believe there's even another level of interaction that we can go to when it comes to the Holy Spirit. So there's a third level, the Holy Spirit filling you. We hear about this in Acts chapter 2. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. If you've never read this ancient document called the the book of Acts, I want to challenge you to do that because it talks about this next level of interaction that you can have with the Holy Spirit. So if you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, do you have the Holy Spirit in you? That was not a trick question. If you're a believer, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, do you have the Holy Spirit living in you? Yes, you do, absolutely, but there's another level, another place you can go to. This, this phrase here in the Greek, it actually means to be baptized. It means to be soaked, saturated. Not only are, is the Holy Spirit in you, you're in the Holy Spirit. Notice, the more I agitate this, the more air bubbles that come out of it. Because there's always another level, another part of our lives that we need to invite the Holy Spirit into. This is what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Here in, on October 27th, we're going to do a baptism in water where that person becomes immersed, soaked, saturated in that water. That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit means. It means to be immersed, soaked, saturated in the Holy Spirit. And so here in Acts chapter 2, we see that there's an evidence of this, an evidence of this filling they actually begin to speak in other languages. I'm going to illustrate this for you for just a moment. Jacob, would you help me? If you sit in the front row, you never know what's going to get called on to do. So let's, let's just pretend for just a minute that Jacob is made of glass and he's completely hollow. Okay? Jacob, open your mouth. That's why I love it. You can get people to do whatever you tell them to do. No. Okay, open your mouth. See, so I'm going to take this guy an imaginary garden hose, Okay? I'm going to stick this garden hose in Jacob's mouth, and I'm going to turn the water on. Okay? Jacob, Jacob begins to fill up with water. The water starts down here at his hollow toes and goes up, and it's about up to his knees. Is there water in Jacob? Yes, but is he filled? No. Okay, I'm going to let that water continue to run. It's up to about his waist now. Is there water in him? Yes, but is he filled with it yet? No. Okay, I'm going to let that water continue to run. It's right up here to about his neck. Is there water in him? But is he filled yet? Okay, how will we know when he's completely filled? It's going to start to come back out where? Yeah. It's going to start to come right back out of his mouth, isn't it? You realize that's a picture of the Holy Spirit? When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he'll even influence the words that come out of your mouth. You know that's God. <laughs> the Bible talks about how unruly the tongue is. And how, you ever, I know you have. Like, who said that? Oh, that was me. When the Holy Spirit even influences how you talk, you must be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jacob. And that's how the, what happens here in the book of Acts. They, they were filled with the Holy Spirit to the point where they even began to speak in other languages. It was a sign because in that time there were people from all over the world that were coming and they were hearing their languages being spoken. There was a supernatural ability given to them by the Holy Spirit because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's different levels of interaction that we can have when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And at each level, we get a choice. We can ignore him. We can ignore him. We can ignore him. It doesn't matter if, you were, if, if you're not a Christian today or if you got saved 40 years ago. Today, you still have a choice. You can choose to ignore the Holy Spirit or you can choose to invite him in. 
This morning I had a choice. And you know what I did in that moment sitting there asking myself that terrible question, do I even believe this? I had a choice right here in this moment. And I said, God, I need you right now in this moment. Holy Spirit, I need to tap into your power because I believe it's real. I've experienced it in the past. I don't feel like I'm experiencing it right now, but I want to. God, I invite you in right now in this moment. Every day of your life, you are faced with a choice and a decision. Will you ignore the Holy Spirit or will you invite him in? Every day of your life, you have a choice, you have a, whole, you have a, you have a decision. So we have the Holy Spirit with us, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and we have the Holy Spirit filling you. Three different levels of interaction that you can have with the Holy Spirit. Now I want to talk about this, this level here and what it looks like in our lives. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, Paul talks about this. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. This is a verse you ever quoted to your kids? But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Everybody say, yeah. Drunkenness will ruin your life. But it's an interesting parallel that Paul gives us here. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I find an interesting contrast here that Paul gives to alcohol in the Holy Spirit. He actually gives us a contrast here of what it looks like when you live under the influence. Because when you're drunk, you're under the influence. We even call it that. You know what DUI is? Driving under the influence. When you're filled with wine or you're filled with alcohol, you're under the influence. You just might say things you wouldn't say otherwise. Don't sit there all holy like you don't know what I'm talking about. Pastor, I have no idea. What do you mean? You might say things you would otherwise not say when you're sober. You might even do things that you would otherwise not do when you're sober. Come on, if at least you've been to an Iowa Hawkeyes game, you know. I've obviously stepped into a level here that people just aren't comfortable with. I've never been drunk. But I've been around drunk people. And they say and do things they would otherwise not say or do. Why? Because they are under the influence. I can feel the tension. Pastor, where in the world are you going with this? What are you doing? You know, a lot of people turn to alcohol for comfort. Because the pain in their life is so great. They need to dull the pain in some way. They need to sedate. They need to escape. And alcohol is a way to comfort them. But it's sad, it's unfortunate, because you know what that is? That's a counterfeit. What did we say the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life? Comfort you. Because the problem with turning to alcohol for comfort is it doesn't make the problem go away. You just wake up and now you have a hangover and you still have the problem. You may have forgotten about it for a little bit, but it's still there. Another thing people turn to alcohol to is for confidence. There are men who will start fights with other men who they would otherwise not start fights with if they were sober. Come on over here, I'll hit you in the between eyes. I'm sorry, that was terrible. I just know, now I know what Pastor looks like when he's drunk. 
Men will take on other men they would not otherwise fight. Men will approach women they would otherwise not approach. They were not under the influence. Hey, baby. They turn to it for comfort and confidence. And what is this? It's a counterfeit. The Holy Spirit wants to be your confidence. He wants to give you true comfort. He wants to give you true confidence. And here's what, here, may you want to write this, may, I don't know if you want to write this down or not. Alcohol may give you the confidence to attempt something you couldn't do, but the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to do what you cannot do. You can turn to counterfeits. Lots of people do. They turn to counterfeits. The Holy Spirit wants to give you access. Put you, when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you may say things you would not otherwise say if you weren't under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You might have a confidence about you you would otherwise not have. You might be bold in sharing your faith with another person who you would otherwise not do. When they're sharing with you their problems and their pain, you might just be bold enough to say, you know what, I hear you, I feel for you, can I pray for you right now, right here in front of everybody? You might just be bold enough to do something you would otherwise not do. Why? Because you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Paul says, don't be under the influence of alcohol. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And here's what he, Galatians 5.25, look at this. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. When you're drunk... It affects every part of your life. I mean, have you ever thought, well, the poor guy can't walk, but he probably could drive. You're going to get in the car with him? No, it, it affects you mentally, physically, emotionally. It affects every part of you. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to be reserved to one part of your life. Well, when I step in that building, then I'm spiritual. At this, between 10 and 11.30, me and the Holy Spirit, we're good on Sunday mornings. He doesn't want to be relegated to one part of your life. He says here, let the Holy Spirit affect every part of your life. Let him follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of your life. So back to what I was saying at the beginning. If you're looking at this and go, Pastor, I would just, I'd just like to get out the house without yelling at my wife and kids. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in every part of your life. Your relationship with your spouse. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you as a parent. Pastor, I just like to get through uh, my day at work without being so depressed and so, and so stressed out that I want to get drunk. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in every part of your life. That part where you're at work, he can lead you. He can lead you right there where you're at. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in every part of your life. Every part of your life. He wants to influence you. And so for some of you, when you, if you read through the book of Acts and go, that seems like on another planet, let the Holy Spirit interact with you right now where you are. Because again, I say to you, you have a choice. I don't care when you first experienced God, this concept of being filled with the Spirit, it's not something that happened 20 years ago. It means to be continually filled with the Spirit. Because if I leave this sponge out of the water long enough, what's going to happen? It's going to dry up. But it was baptized. It was completely soaked, immersed, saturated. Well, how do you mean it could dry up? Because it lost connection with the source, didn't it? 
So I experienced this baptism of the Holy Spirit at 12 years old. That was almost 30 years ago. Wow. This morning, I had to make a choice. Will I come back to the source right now here in this moment? Because I'm feeling really dried out. I had to go back to the source again. God, I need you right now. I need to be filled up again because I've gotten dried out. And see, what we're going to talk about next week, this is a, a powerful representation because ultimately what the, what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for is not for you to get goosebumps. It's actually so that when you interact with other people, look what flows out of you into their cup. And when you do that, see, as a minister, I, all throughout my day, all throughout my week, this is what's happening. I'm getting squeezed, I'm being pinched, I'm being pushed, and I gotta got give out, and I gotta give out, and I gotta give out. That's why I have to, I gotta come back. I've been giving out, I've been giving out, I gotta come back to the source. I gotta come back, I gotta get filled up again, because it's time, okay, it's time to go and give some more away. This third level isn't for you, it's for everybody else. This third level is for you to give it away. This third level, so when you, you have, because what happens here when you're baptized, you have more than enough. Look what happens when I pull it out of, out of the water. Because there's more than enough there. So when I interact with other people, it just flows out of me. So I have to constantly come back. I have to constantly come back. That's why we don't have, that's why we have church service every single week. Whether I feel like it or not, I got to be here because I need it just as much as you do. Let the Holy Spirit, let's follow his leading in every part of our lives. So I'm going to challenge you today. Would you put yourself under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Because you have a choice right now. You can ignore him. Or you can invite him in. Tomorrow when you're at work, you're going to have a choice. You can ignore him or you can invite him in. All throughout this week, you're going to have a choice. Will you ignore him or will you invite him in? My whole point of trying to do this series is to try to put a little salt on your, your tongue and whet your appetite so that you would say, yes, I want to invite the Holy Spirit into my life. Because when you do this, now, I feel like I need to give you full disclosure here. When you invite him in, you're probably going to do and say things you would otherwise not do if you were not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. It might be a little risky. Let me give you an example of, of what this looks like. And uh, I feel like I, have, I put this caveat on every story. I may have told you this story before. Every time I was with my grandpa. Have I told you that one? Yeah, grandpa, I've heard that a hundred times. Tell me one more time. I love it. Tell me one more time. I love that story. Well, when um, we, were, we were youth pastors in Waterloo, and we had a cozy, comfortable little life. We had three little kids, and we lived in this cute little house. I was doing youth ministry, and we were just loving life. We had a nice, cozy, comfortable life. And God began to speak into my spirit that he was calling us someplace else. I just knew it, and my wife and I both knew it. God was calling us to Cedar Rapids. It was just one problem. The place he was calling me to, they weren't hiring anybody. But I knew it in my spirit. It's what God called us to do. So I met with a youth pastor, and I was so convinced of it. I said, we will, I will come, and I will work for you for free. That was how under the influence of the Holy Spirit I was. I said, I'll come and work for you for free. And it, it, it turned out I ended up getting a paid internship. I left the full-time paid job that I had to go to an internship that paid me half of what I was making. 
a nine-week internship, no promise of a job, but I knew in my heart that's what God had told me to do. I knew it. Why? Because I was under the influence. I was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. God said, this is what I want you to do. It was a huge leap of faith for us, but we did it. And it was because of that decision that God opened. It was like one domino falling down. And because we took that leap of faith, he opened up door after door after door after door after door after door. I can still look back now and see fruits of the ministry because I was willing to say, God, I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. I'm just warning you, if you invite him in and you start living a life that's under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it could be an adventure. No, let me take that one back. It should be an adventure. What if you got up every single day and said, God, what adventure do you have for me today? Whose life do you want me to bless? Who do you want me to influence? Who can I give to today? What if you woke up with an excitement? Woo, I don't know what's going to happen today. God created you for adventure. He created you to live a life that's under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then what's crazy, it seems like what we idolize is just safety and comfort. Just make me safe and comfortable, make sure all the insurance plans are, are paid up. But God's called you to an adventure. And that adventure is, would you be willing to invite the Holy Spirit in? And I don't know what that's going to look like for you. I'm not telling you that once you, just because you say yes to the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you to quit your job and move to Siberia. Probably a good thing because I wouldn't see any hands up for that one. But God does have an adventure for you. And so many times we are so nervous to invite the Holy Spirit in because, well, but what if I speak up boldly and then I'm rejected? Or what if, what if I fail? Yeah, but what if you don't? What if you speak out something in faith and you watch your coworkers give their life to Jesus Christ? Do you realize there's souls hanging in the balance to us saying yes to the Holy Spirit? There are Every person you interact with is an eternal soul who's right there in that moment facing a choice. Will I ignore the Holy Spirit or will I invite him in? And you just might be the person that can present God to them in a way that they would respond with, yes, I invite him in. Maybe, just maybe, you could be that person. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up if they would. And I ask you today, would you invite him in? Would you choose to begin to live a life that's under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Because I'd love to hear more and more stories of, I felt like God was saying to do this, and I did it. And I mean, I felt like I was stepping out into thin air, but there he was every single step. I'd love to hear adventure stories of how you were following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but God came through. He came through. Would you bow your heads with me? Where are you at today? Where are you at is this, is this whole thing new to you? You've never invited him in for the first time. 
Or maybe you did a long time ago, and you feel like you've turned away. Maybe you feel like you turned away last night. I don't know. I don't know where you're at. What I love so much about the Holy Spirit is he never stops knocking at the door of your heart. He never stops knocking at the door of your heart. And today he knocks at the door of your heart and he says, will you invite me in for the first time or for the 10,000th time? Would you invite him in today? Would you say, God, I give you my life for the first time, for the hundredth time? Holy Spirit, I invite you in. My hope and my prayer is that God would use me to just stir up hunger within you to want something more, to want something richer, to want something deeper to want something more full of life than what you're experiencing right now. My hope is that God would use me to inspire you to step deeper. If you were impacted by this sermon or if you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Community Hope on Facebook and Instagram or at our website, communityhope.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week.